Hello, hello, and welcome to the third episode of Are You There Friday? It's me, Brittany. Joining us always, it's me, Brittany, and of course, Nate. Hello, Nate. Hey. How was your New Year's? It was good. I drank. (laughs) Um, I'm officially on vacation now for this week. I know. Well, we got over two feet of snow where I live. So, oh, yeah, I know. I think everyone's been watching the news and all and the Weather Channel. <laughs> it's crazy. So we got over two feet of snow, obviously. Um, I, it shut everything down yesterday and, of course, uh, most of today. So I, you know, I, I got to start my vacation a little early. I was very lucky. Um, nothing was uh, damaged during the storm. It was relatively... It passed through quickly. It was just a lot, and the roads were very bad. So my neighborhood, my town, um, got over 17 inches. So there was that. So I, I'm sitting here um, just hanging out and uh, officially in vacation mode. It's good to have you back. I'm glad that it's Friday. And it's uh, 2018. It is 2018. Can you believe it? What is the fact that there are people that were born in the year 2000 that are now adults. Yeah. Let that sink in for a minute. <laughs> Let that sink in. <laughs> I'm like instantly like brought, you know, brought back to that like, gosh, 2000, like, I remember when we were young, and it's like, oh, the millennium, it's here, it's the new century, woo, you know, and everybody, and now that was like 18 years ago, that's insane, we've literally been in the 2000s for 18 years, that's nuts, so, we're talking about a topic today that's very close to your heart, right, Nate? Yes. So explain to us, Nate actually came up with the topic this week, um, viewers. Um, Nate, what are we talking about? And explain why it's important for you to get off your chest. Well, with the holidays that came and passed, and a lot of people have gotten pets for their, you know, as a gift. Or, you know, there are people that have, you know, pets that they've had or whatnot. and. And for me, it's a lot of people go to these, you know, pet stores and, you know, purchase pets or they go to a breeder and they get like, you know, like a puppy or something. And for me, it's like, you know, getting a dog or a cat, you know, it's a responsibility that people don't realize. It's a responsibility. It's almost it's basically a child without, you know, a voice. A voice, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because Tom and I don't have any children, but I always say to him, you know, I feel like Draco is Draco's my baby. I am a mom because, you know, I take him to the vet. I feed him. I make sure he's bathed. I make sure he's healthy. I make sure he gets enough exercise. You know, there's a lot of things that go into having a pet. And very much like 
you know, when people decide to have children, I think it's important that people realize like this is a responsibility. One of my friends, Dana, um, had a rabbit named Penelope and I don't know about you, but I- I've never heard a rabbit growl before I met Penelope and it doesn't sound nearly as terrifying as you would imagine. It kind of sounds like a cat purring. <laughs> but uh, Penelope the, was a Easter gift for a child and they basically neglected her. That's why she That's... was skittish with people and she growled and my neighbor actually my former neighbor and my friend she, she took Penelope in um, and, and gave her a home but it's the same thing around Easter. People get bunny rabbits thinking, like, oh, which no, are rabbits meant to be pets? I mean, aren't they wild animals? You like... know what? I've met some really smart rabbits. A couple of my friends have rabbits and they're very smart. You could actually train them to do like tricks and stuff like that. But they need socialization. That's the thing. Like, you can't just get a rabbit, take it out of its cage one time a month and expect it to be friendly like just like any other like reptile like I had a I had a snake I had a ball python but I handled it every day so it was really super friendly with people because I took it out twice a day and handled it so people don't realize though when they when they get these spur of the moment animals you're, you're agreeing to commit. And if you can't make that commitment, um, you shouldn't get one, basically. Um, especially, too, the worst excuse, and you read about it if you, like, go on shelters, is, like, people move and they can't take their pets with them to the place that they got. Why would you even look in a place where you wouldn't be able to take your animals? Like, that, to me, is, like, disheartening because, like, I see animals as, like, family members and for me, you wouldn't go somewhere that you couldn't bring your kid. So why would you go somewhere that you couldn't bring your dog or cat or whatever pet you have? Well, what I don't understand is why would they bother to have one in the exactly. first place? If they know they have to move from place to place to place and can't bring it with them. Right. And, you know. I mean, obviously you have some unforeseeable like things that happen like. You read about the the, um, the men in the service that go overseas that literally have no one to take care of their pet. You know, I read something about a, a man, and it was really a touching story. And I mean, I read this like two years ago. So this is how much the story itself like stuck with me. This man dropped his dog off at a shelter because he had to go to Afghanistan. He he died over there, so like he didn't get to come back. He had no one to take care of his dog. So he had to bring it to the shelter and he was hoping that he'd be able to come back for it, but he lost his life. And, you know, it was a journey of the dog got eventually did get adopted. People kept bringing it back because it just wasn't responsive. It wasn't, you know, it was depressed, the animal. Animals get attached to people, but the story does have a happy ending. That dog was adopted by someone who put in the time, put in the energy, and made a really loving pet, awesome pet, um, to another to another person. You know, it opened that dog opened its heart again and found love in another human. You know, companionship. So, but 
unless you're, that instance is like those instances where like I'm like okay I understand that that guy did what he had to do and then he lost his life he couldn't get back to his pet but like everybody else I'm like what's yours like I look at people and I mean obviously I don't know every instance or every situation I'm sure I would love it please call in to our station I had a couple call ins last week shout out to Scott shout out to Jacob Stevens um and shout out to Ant, um, who favorited the station and have been interacting with me. So thank you guys. We just want Yay, thank you. We just wanted to give you a mention. And we would love it if you called in and, and gave feedback on your truth. Yes, yes. That's what we should try to get people to call in and get their, you know, opinion. Right. And I'm learning this app, so I realized that when people call in and it's after, you know, we launch the podcast. So they all can call in after and then we can add the segment, you know, to the episode once um, we get the feedback. So. I think we should do one where it's just about feedback, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like we do like like 10 in or something like do one where it's just feedback from people. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, maybe when we're done with this, because I really like I'm hanging tonight. We're, we're snowed in. So. <laughs> I can't go anywhere. Maybe we can do um, a bonus episode where it's just focused on feedback. So if you're on and if you're listening and you'd like to call in and we can answer your calls, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I'll have to publish them to my station and then you would just, under my station name, you would hit play to be able to hear what they say. And Mm -hmm. then you could call in and respond to what they say. And then I can respond to what they say. So um, that's how that works. So we're going to do this segment on animals and or the, the holiday animals, we'll call it, that end up in shelters. Um, I always said do if, you like- if I hit the lottery, um, I would literally own as many shelters as possible, ones that would kill and demand that they don't kill them. So just to save animals, because I... I just think animals are special because they love us unconditionally. Like, they offer us the kind of love that you won't get from your boss. You certainly won't get it from, you know, anyone else in your life. Any friends, you know, maybe maybe family members, maybe really super-duper close friends and your spouse. But animals offer you... There aren't many people that I can say I would take a bullet for. I would take a bullet for my dog. So, um, so yeah, I just feel like it's a problem that we drop the ball as human beings when it comes to how we care for our animals and how we, like how you care for them, how you care for them. Um, what, what really bothers me is the breed when people think breeds, certain breeds are better than others or more aggressive than others. Yeah. When personally you know how I feel it's you know all dogs are basically the same you know a pit bull doesn't know it's a pit bull a chihuahua doesn't know it's a chihuahua they just know they're a dog right you know it's it's how it's how human beings treat them you know it's how you treat the absolutely you know, even in nature just in nature how you treat nature it's just how you, you treat something it's what you're gonna get in return you know yeah and, you know, what made this, you know, 
what made me want to think about this topic and talk about it was when I heard about California and how they officially uh, made it law where you when you go to a pet store you can't they don't sell puppies from a puppy mill anymore it's illegal yeah and you have a personal story which which uh, deals with uh, puppy mills and and what they really are so Nate if you wouldn't mind talking about princess's story princess is your white chihuahua Mm-hmm. She's adorable. She's a little diva. I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, please uh, share with us your story. Mm-hmm. Well, I rescued her. And, you know, when I got her, she was way, well, well overweight, which is rare. And why is that? Super skinny. Right. Because they usually don't feed them. Okay, so why do you think Princess was fed? Because, like, you know more about this topic well, than I do. So, Well, I know I know bits and pieces. I've done all, some research. Well, pretty much because she's a female, the, she's the, the reason for the puppy. So usually they will just feed them in a cage and just pee, 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 pee. Like, they don't get out of the cage. Like, they don't go for walks. They don't. So what do you imagine Princess's life was like? I'd rather not think about, like, what has happened like I just want her to be where she is now like and that's well I think it's important to talk about it because people don't realize when they're getting these dogs the conditions that they live in well it there's not as many of them anymore it's rare to find hear them about them because they're they are illegal puppy mills are illegal yes they are they're still around but um there's they're still around it's not like you can get them all there's still you know ones around um but what I want people to realize is, you know, when you go to these pet stores, you go to you see these cute puppies and they're like thousands of dollars and whatnot. Realize what, how they got in there, you know? And I think with like, especially with us, is you know, we don't think about that. It's something no. we don't want to care about or think about, but we or, should Or, you know, I think, well, at least in my case, sometimes, you know, the way I deal with things is if something's just too horrific to think about, like, I just don't want to think about it. Like... I know that there are shelters that are like kill shelters and there are dogs and every now and then I'll, I'll see a post on Facebook that people will share like, oh, share this, this dog's getting put down in two days if it's not adopted. And like, I usually like share it, but I don't want to because I just, I, I don't want to imagine that that happens. Like, I, I well, do you think that that should be illegal? Do you think they should not be allowed to put a dog down just because no one's adopted it? Absolutely. Because I think that that should just be illegal. And people are going to think, well, it's, you know, it's our fault. You know, we have to control and there's too many of them. I'm like, but that's the price you pay. You right. know? Yeah. I think that overpopulation well, of dogs. Well, that's You know what? I see a lot of commercials with PETA and everything. PETA kills more animals then you realize, like, their shelters are kill shelters. So, like, people donate to PETA, you know, the, the you know, PETA, PETA, whatever the hell they call themselves. People donate to them thinking that they're helping animals. But what they don't realize is after a certain amount of time, the dogs that they're, quote, unquote, helping are getting killed, essentially. They're, they're, they're in kill situations. Well, what I would say is if you want to help, I would say help out your local shelter because they need it the most. I wouldn't go for these big names. Absolutely. Anything and if you'd with like a to big name involved, is always trouble. Yep. Always trouble. Always trouble. And if you'd like, you can either call in 
to Nate or I, Nate Francis is uh, Nate's channel. You can call into him, or, he could call, or you could call into me. Tell us, you know, personally. I won't publish or post obviously where you live, but I can look up local shelters that are non-kill. You can donate any blankets, any toys, food. They're always looking for help. I know we donate. My husband and I once a year, sometimes twice a year. You know, whatever Draco. You know, we get Draco so many toys, so we always get for the, the, the animals in the shelter also. So that way, you know. Or if you see, if you go to get, if you have a pet yourself and you're buying food and you see one of those boxes by the door that says, you know, donate, you know, buy an extra bag. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Princess, tell us, you were on Princess's story and as as painful as it is, I, I think it does need to be told because I think it will really give people an understanding of why this is really close to your heart. Well, the best thing I can say is there was um, there. It's it's on YouTube. If people really want to like want to see the realness of these puppy mills that Oprah did back just before she ended her Oprah show, and it's on YouTube. You can actually look it up at um, Puppy Mills Oprah, or you, you know it will pop up, and it's the whole show, and it goes way behind the scenes of and it's graphic, and it's it's interesting. Yeah. And it also shows you, too, what people don't, <laughs> we don't think about is when a dog doesn't get adopted and they put them down, what they do. And it's pretty horrific. Yeah, I, I'm not even gonna lie, I, I couldn't possibly watch that. Like, that, I would want to, like, drive to where, I, I'd want to look up where those people live and, like, seriously, like, tell them a thing or two and it wouldn't be happy birthday. I'm trying to be as professional as I can on for the, for the means of this podcast, but you know what I'm really thinking in my head, David. So, um, okay, so how did you come, how did, you, how did Princess, so female dog who was um, a breeder, so she would have litters and litters of puppies. Mm-hmm. Pretty much used used to be used as for puppies, and the organs her organs failed, so they just ditched her. And that's what they do. What they do is they get the dogs and they use them to breed. And when they're not useful anymore, they ditch them. Kind of like if you buy a pack of napkins and you're using the napkins to wipe your face, and then oh, no good, throw it trash. Yeah, and you got um, you got her. Through an old friend's friend, or I like don't, that? I don't, I that I don't remember. It's been a while, but I mean, I res, I got her, rescued her, and the, believe it or not, it was you know, it's she had all her teeth, and she was just well overweight because usually they like with these dogs, the teeth are bad, or you know, there's always an issue. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and what I what I want to say is, you know. There are a lot of people out there that go to, you know, the puppy, these, the, the pet stores, or they go to a breeder because they want like a certain breed of dog. And I'm like, right. I'm not saying don't get that breed of dog because I know sometimes there's a breed that's better for people and, you know, whatnot. But, you know, also think of rescues. You know, there's a rescue for every breed of dog you can possibly imagine. 
Absolutely. You know, and especially if you're one of those people that really don't want like want to keep a dog for a long time, I, being somebody that's you know part of one of those rescues, you know, you get to hold on to a dog and help it or whatnot. You know. Yeah. Even consider fostering. I would say like my cousin's involved in a program at her local shelter. Um, she's a cat person, so like she she fostered some cats until she found she has two now. She ended up adopting two of them. And um, she but she adopted she fostered them until they found homes. She so she basically gave them a place to live until they were adopted. So she that way, you know, I mean if you can't commit but you feel like you wanna have that feeling of having a pet. Even fostering is good because if you ever feel like maybe this isn't for me, you know, mm-hmm. you could pass, you know, it, it's temporary. It's only till they get adopted, which I mean, especially my cousin, she was, you know, looking after kittens. They got adopted quick. So like when you actually like take on a pet that is your pet, they're, they become a member of your family. That's that's no longer just like a piece of trash that can be tossed aside. And that's what I'll never understand is why they do that. Like, I mean, I they do it for profit. I get that, but it's like in your mind, do you do they realize that what? They, what they're doing is bad? You know. And what also really, really makes me sick is you know these other countries where they actually eat them, like they like breed them to eat them. Yes, um, there's a Chinese holiday uh, called Yulin or something like that, and. They um they they eat dogs like they actually but but it's worse but, than that because they actually like will take their neighbors' dogs and oh they'll take any dogs I mean and what I'm surprised I don't know which one it is I know it's Tokyo or Japan or one of them actually uh, banned it it's illegal to eat them now yeah I mean I think it should and because, it should be illegal I mean, in general but uh, yeah and I think because obviously. Cats and dogs specifically have been long associated, at least in American culture, as like household pets. I mean, there are many unconventional pets, such as pigs, pigs, micro pigs for like all the rage, which that was another thing. People were adopting mini pigs thinking that they stay small, but they were really, they would grow to be full size. And then people had all these pigs that they didn't want, you know, because they weren't staying tiny like they were supposed to. So there was a whole big issue with micro pigs not, you know, getting returned when they became, you know, adult pigs that are, well, big. Well, <laughs> so, that's another thing. Like when people like look up these kind of pets, like I've always wanted a micro pig, but what I learned to realize, and good thing I did get a pig, is micro pigs aren't real. And I think people get the wrong conception yeah. that they're not real. What they are, they're and like legit if you're pigs. someone, right, and if you are someone who is advertising a micro pig, I'm speaking directly to you when I say, please stop false advertising because you're getting these pigs adopted and then they're getting abandoned. That or what been- people do is because they become so big, they can't keep them. And they sell them to farms where they kill them. And they make them bacon. bacon. And I know a lot of people are like, mm, bacon. But you got to realize that, you know, some some pets, some these animals should not be ending up that way. Especially when they're raised to be, you know, 
friendly and nice. Like, we shouldn't just eat them just because you like bacon. <laughs> right. I mean, now, me personally, I'm not a vegetarian. I, I do enjoy bacon. I do enjoy ham. I do enjoy, you know, a nice beef burger. Um, but I also think that begs the question, like, since they uh, obviously... It's, it's wrong in everyone's eyes, including my own, to, like, when we look at the culture sometimes in um, Eastern Asia, you know, the, 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 we we think, you know, in the West, you know, out there, we think that it's wrong, and obviously it is, but where do we draw the line? Like, if you could say that, I mean, pigs technically have the intelligence level of a two-year-old child. A five-year-old mm-hmm. child when they become an adult. So, like, where do we draw that line where, okay, it's okay to eat this, it's not okay to eat this? Because I feel like there are people out there that are just as passionate about their pet pigs as we are about our pet dogs. And, I mean, totally, I would totally be one of those people that get a pet pig. And even when it was big and huge, Keep it. Like, I, I would yeah. still, like, love the snot out of it. I would love it. Well, what I think is, and what I've learned is, I was a vegetarian for a while. And the biggest okay. mis- uh, misconception with being a vegetarian is people think you don't believe in eating meat. And the thing is, is a lot of people, it's a belief, it's a way of life. And for other people, it's a lifestyle. You know, like they're only like that for health or whatever. Right. And for me, I've learned with everything in the world, it's moderation. You know, no matter what, you know, if you can't stop. Yeah. you know, one thing from just happening just because you feel a certain way. People are still going to eat pigs. They're still going to eat. But I oh, think yeah. what people, the, the biggest thing I've, I've learned is people just need to learn to, you know, be respectful of what they're doing, you know, learn, understand the pig and what's in this and, you know, learn, you know, these are things that have feelings and they may not be the same as a person. Yeah. Okay. But they have feelings. Animals deserve to die. You know, like eating house, let them have some dang, let them have a little bit of a life. Don't just be raising them as these, you know, money making, you know, it's because if if, if it was happening to people, would you not want, you know, something better and thinking, you know, this is all there is? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a lot of ways, I think that the FDA, I mean, they've cracked down, I think, on a lot of like the mistreatment of animals and but one thing that I I don't like and and I mean I'm not putting down anyone's lifestyle but one thing I don't like about like the vegetarian some certain vegetarians out there like I've come across a few you are not one of them you know but um that just try to push their lifestyle on me and like they're always be like oh well look at this graphic you know this graphic way this chicken died this chicken sandwich eating I'm like just because I'm eating chicken doesn't mean that I don't have respect exactly. for the animal and I don't think that that's and I don't think that the way that they killed that chicken was disgusting like I don't want to see that you know what I mean like I want animals to die with dignity because I mean let's face it animals were put on this earth especially a lot of the farm animals meat was given to us you know by in, in my belief I'm a Catholic girl, God. And it says in the Bible, not that I'm trying to be a Bible thumper to anybody, but it says in the Bible that God was, God has given us meat. Anyone that tries to 
tell us not to eat it is like a false is basically like a false prophet. They're not someone who that's why a lot of the Catholics they on good on um Fridays they mm-hmm. eat meat. Um and I do because in reading the Bible I realized that the person who made that rule up you know God frowns upon you know people telling other people how to eat you know the animals were given to us for food but that doesn't mean that they don't deserve to die with dignity and once again going back to what you said you know free range I like reading especially when I you know get my package of chicken which I picked up at the local supermarket I like to you know no antibiotics and no um you know free range chickens so like they're allowed they're not in cages they're allowed to roam and have a little bit of a life so i do i do look for that because i don't i don't put any of my money into something that i feel like doesn't treat animals mm-hmm. with dignity and you know, that's all you can do is do your best i mean it's not going to stop you know it, no matter what it's no. not going to stop and you know right. with the whole thing about the vegetarianism a lot of people try to do that cuz they try to get you to a guilt trip and it's like absolutely you know sometimes it's not always the best you know like just cuz they're thinking this way doesn't mean it's the best i mean i know people that have to eat right. meat cuz they need the iron you know you can't just for some people it oh, doesn't yeah. work and you know what i've i've learned from it cuz i try to do the whole vegan thing you know i trust me i've i've tried it it's it's not for everybody and you know the best thing you can do is respect what what you have and i think oh absolutely you know, it becomes it i mean not everybody that cuts meat is you know um, the second they see you take they want to shoot it you know <laughs> right absolutely and i think that that's one of the biggest misconceptions in regards to like what exactly people like you know the people that you know push there oh do you see the way this chick do you see the way they mm-hmm. this cow like i'm not and like I another thing these, what but... people don't realize a lot of these videos that you see that you that they quote unquote bat in behind the scenes that they're, they're recording they're not always in america okay a lot of these are, are plants in yeah. china they are plants in korea you know they are in places where you know it's not really like you know sanitary and they really have any rules on that or they care and i'm not saying that that country in particular you know they don't care or people don't care but what i am saying is in general they don't <laughs> so yeah. and it's like ridiculous and you know like when i was a vegetarian people and i and i supported people that were fur and i'm like i'm not saying go kill animals skin them and you know use their fur but what i'm saying is you know if that's what somebody likes as long as they they're if as long as it's being done in a way that it's not heartless then I'm all for it because I'm yeah. like there are people that enjoy that kind of thing and I'm not going to stop them it's not going to stop you know right it, it's it, trust me I've it's no matter what what it comes down to is re- is respecting people and respecting what you have you know yeah and respecting animals you know like when you to to wrap it up before we get into our um our feedback segment which we will be taking call-ins. Mm-hmm. So please call in. We would love to hear from you and I promise we don't bite hard. <laughs> Just kidding. In fact, I actually have a question for them out there and I want yes. the, the, the feedback Ooh. for them, okay? 
And Ooh, my question right. is, all right, if how do you feel if someone is a vegetarian and they're not doing it, you know, based on our, our, a belief of animals and they're doing it for a lifestyle, you know, do you think it's wrong if they support people that may do something with the animal that, you know, as long as they're doing it respectfully, is, is, is that like, right? Like, do you, is that, how do you feel about that? Do you think yeah. vegetarians should, should just be these, you know, plant praying people or, or is there something else to it? Right. And also to reiterate how, how far do you think sometimes people go to push their own beliefs, maybe unconsciously on others? Like, mm-hmm. have you ever had somebody look at something you ate, whether you are a vegetarian, you've had people who eat meat that say like, what's wrong with you? Or you being a meat eater that feels like, you know, you're a vegetarian saying, Oh my gosh, that cow, you know, suffered for your burger. Have you ever felt like food discrimination against your eating habits? And how did it affect you? How did it make you feel? So with that being said, we are going to start our second segment. We have actually hit the half hour mark on this. So we're going to actually hang tight. Nate and I are going to be texting back and forth and we are going to listen. So please call in and we can do our second uh, part of our segment where we answer, um, where you answer our questions. And then if you have any questions for us, totally off the top. Definitely. And, random. and if it you're able to do it tonight, either. I mean, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're fine. But what I'm saying is, you know, if you can't, you know, respond tonight with the segment, I mean, because it's... you. This episode will be, you know, on the internet for a lifetime, but throughout the week until the next yeah, episode. Yeah, if you're listening on If you're Apple listening anytime you want else. feedback or want to answer the questions or what, whatever. Or download Anchor. Download the Anchor Fine. app. And if you're not already listening on the Anchor app, I mean. I mean, you must. We're awesome. So, you know, obviously like my station, Britt M. Schmidt. Um, are you www.areyoutherefridayitsmebrittany.com is my blog if you can't get enough of me I always I didn't get a chance to post tonight but I, I am going to tonight I, I didn't get a chance to write something yet but um, and if you I know what we'll be talking podcasts. about too you know go yeah, on your I blog love podcasts because I feel like podcasts are important it gives you a chance to interact with people and I always said that right I always said that this podcasting was the future of blogging and it's I feel so blessed that I have a friend like you Nate that comes on every week and we are able to reach people on a platform and talk about different issues like different hard issues to talk about each and every week and we want your feedback too because that's how that works you know we love talking to you and telling you what we think but we want to hear what you think and i'm hoping within the next hour you uh phone in i'll post them to my station so nate can log on and listen to yes nate can respond to you i want to respond you guys are snowed in i want to hear what you got to say you are still i'm not snowed in but (laughs) i'm snowed in i don't know if all of our viewers are snowed in they could be listening in from anywhere in the country Hopefully they're not snowed in dealing with icy roads and temperature of like 
nine, it was the high was 19 degrees here where I live. Wow. So, yeah, no, I'm good with that. Yeah. It was just, <laughs> it was just me and a bottle of champagne thing. So, call in. Tell us what you think. Um, are you there Friday? It's me, Brittany. We love you. We mean it. Peace out. Peace out until episode four. Well, we're doing our we're doing our other segment too soon. So mm-hmm. leave your feedback. Tell us if you think of a topic for us that you would like to hear our thoughts. Please chime in. Please. We can't sing, but we can talk about a variety of topics. Like opera. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> All right. Peace out. Bye.